And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Spin Rate presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. That's right. This is Spin Rate, the Athletics Toronto Blue Jays podcast. My name is Drew Fairservice, here coming to you on a Tuesday night. The Blue Jays just fell to the Tampa Bay Rays by a score of two to nothing. Uh, the rare shutout. Oh, that means that somebody just won my 13 run pool. I just, this is terrible. All happening in real life. I'm part of this, the most fun pool I've ever been part of. I don't do fantasy baseball anymore. I do this thing where you pick a team and they have a square for every number from zero to 13 and you got to fill them in with their to- their run total at the end of a given day. It's great. It's like harmless and you just cheer for random teams. You cheer for teams to suddenly score 13 runs or you cheer for the Blue Jays to get shut out if you're some guy named Toby who lives in New Jersey who just won this pool because the Blue Jays got shut out, which is unbelievable because they were scoring eight runs a game because they are still red hot. They lose on Tuesday, but they they dominate the race Monday night. An amazing performance by Alec Manoa. Amazing performance by the offense. Again, they're sitting pretty even with tonight's loss. I want to remind you that we're going to talk today, tonight, with the radio voice of the Toronto Blue Jays, Ben Wagner. He joined me post-game, I believe, from the Rogers Center, I believe, wherever he was. We had a great chat about what he's seeing, about what he's seeing on the field, and also about what it's like to do his job in these uncertain times, given what the different hats he's already worn this season. So it was a great chat with Ben Wagner. I'm excited for you to hear it. I'm also excited for you, if you haven't already, to sign up for The Athletic. Subscribe. Read everything that Caitlin writes about the Blue Jays and their wildcard chances. Read what Lindsay Adler is writing about the Yankees, who are melting down and yet also in the playoff position. Read about the Red Sox as they fall to pieces around us. you got to go to theathletic.com slash spinrate. Let them know that we sent you. Go check it out. Get yourself a tidy discount. Subscribe to the show. We do two a week. On the weekend, usually it's Sunday night, maybe sometimes on a Monday, me and Caitlin breaking it down, what's going on with the Toronto Blue Jays. During the week, me and a guest. Last week, it was Arden Zwelling. This week, Ben Wagner. The Rogers folks keeping us churning it out sometimes. We talk to everybody. If you got someone you want you want me to talk to, send me a note. Hit me up on Twitter, Andrew Groff. Tell me, you should get this person on to talk about baseball and the human condition, the Toronto Blue Jays and the world beyond. So subscribe to the show, subscribe to The Athletic, and then sit back and enjoy me talking with Ben Wagner on this very special, question mark? I would say so, exclamation mark, edition of SpinRate. Ben, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, it's, it's a great time to talk Blue Jays with the way that things are rolling, both offensively and with this pitching staff. Um, they, you know, I mean, really, we couldn't have picked a better time, I think. We absolutely could not have. Uh, the Blue Jays are the hottest team in baseball. They have vaulted themselves squarely into the middle or even into the head of the pack of the wild card race. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, great offense, great starting pitching. 
Did you see this kind of a, a hot streak coming for this team maybe earlier in the year when it felt like they were maybe spinning their wheels a little bit at times? Uh, I really did. In fact, I was kind of maybe an outlier when it comes to the Blue Jays and what I thought they had the potential to to rattle off even before the trade deadline and the acquisition of Jose Brios, which I think has been outstanding uh, to, to help bolster a rotation that needed just one more big piece. I thought that the Blue Jays had the ability to rattle off like 20 out of 25. And I just was waiting on this offense to explode. And fortunately, they they picked the right time to do so. I mean, the, the fact that they were able to do so when they needed wins, they needed a bunch of wins. And also the time of the schedule, it seems that they were playing. And also looking at how the Blue Jays opponents were going to be matched up, just like the series in Seattle with the Boston Red Sox going there. All the things working in favor of the Blue Jays. Um, so, yeah, you know, I thought it was going to happen earlier, to be honest with you. And a healthy George Springer certainly would have factored in a little bit more. But I definitely I definitely felt that this team had its best baseball yet to be played. A team that's obviously scoring a ton of runs. Is there is there one player that, I mean, I'm outside of, of Vladimir Guerrero Jr., is there one player that's maybe surprised you or maybe maybe not surprised, maybe vindicated you? Is there a player that you said, this is a guy that can really do this? This is a guy that's really going to be able to um, to step forward and have a really big role in this offense going forward that you've seen you know do that here over the over this hot stretch when so many players have been contributing yeah i think teoscar hernandez is one of those guys um teoscar hernandez for me is somebody the coaching staff people in the front office have continuously talked about not only this year but also uh throughout the last couple of years knowing there's a lot more of maturity left in the tank yet to be displayed both offensively and defensively and what teoscar hernandez has done both power uh, his average is on the rise. I mean, he's turned himself in to be one of the more dangerous yet underrated in this lineup players that the Blue Jays have. Uh, you know, in a shorter sample size, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in his turnaround uh, with the bat. I mean, he's a natural born hitter, right? He talks hitting. He's come a long way. I asked Guillermo Martinez actually on the field today, where has the biggest stride for Lourdes Gurriel taken? And he said, it's in the preparation with Lourdes. And it's it's looking at the video. It's kind of figuring out what he wants to do, not in the at-bat, but ahead of the at-bats. And it's, and it's kind of sponging all the research uh, and the data that they're providing, looking at some of the video, his own scouting report, and his conversations with his brother. And don't take that uh, for granted either. There's a lot of communicating going on with the Guriel brothers. They sleep, they eat, they breathe baseball, and they're trying to help each other. So that that is a culmination finally coming up for Lourdes Goriel Jr. being able to execute. And, the, you know, those are just a couple of the position players. And I have been on the Robbie Ray fan train all season long. I thought he was destined to have a big year. And so far, he has had a massive year for the Toronto Blue Jays. And I thought going into spring training, coming out of it into the regular season, he would be maybe the most important pitching piece that the Blue Jays had. And he's certainly not disappointed. No, not even a little bit. I mean, He's just such a success story, but he's not the only one, I think, when it comes to the way that the pitching team, the player development squad, in terms of, you know, Matt Bushman, Pete Walker, the cast of thousands behind the scenes that have that have 
worked together and, and found the right notes to hit to bring the best out of a guy like Robbie Ray, you know, a guy like Steven Matz, who, who obviously has had a great second half. What about Alec Manoa? Of course, we saw him pitch so well yesterday um, there on on Monday night against against Tampa Bay and uh, with eight shutout innings. Is there something about him that surprised you as, as you've watched him here at the big league level? I think that uh, uh, he's he's just been so strong and, and I wouldn't go as far as say he was like an unknown commodity. I mean, this is a guy who was a first round pick, right? Like early top 10 first round pick. But uh, he's just, he's contributed so so much so quickly. What, what What is it that you see in Alec Manoa, for example, that, that makes you excited, not just for the future, but for the present as well? Uh, one, he believes that his talent belongs in the major leagues. I really like that. He never looks like a moment is getting too big for him or, or unraveling too quickly. I love his mound presence. I mean, that jumps off the page immediately. I mean, he's very talented. He's very, very uh, uh, strong in his beliefs and on what he wants to do, his conviction with his pitches, uh, his overall mound presence, you know, just looks like a major leaguer out there on the hill. And I really love that. And that doesn't come along with a lot of young guys, you know, getting their first taste of major league life. And the pressure over the last year with Alec Manoa, right, isn't necessarily, you know, this found gold within the system. He's a first former first rounder, made a big splash, uh, advanced last year in the development camp. But this year, raised his own expectations, maybe raised fan expectations with what he was doing in spring training, pitching, I think it was three times against the New York Yankees. And he had that big outing where he struck out seven consecutive New York Yankees. It wasn't exactly the C or the D lineup either. I mean, there were notable everydayers in there and he made them look funny in spring training. Now, would funny translate to success in the major leagues during the regular season. There he is at New York and he's debuting. And that slide piece that he's got is unbelievable. And it's gotten better. And I remember having a conversation with Alec about his slider and he said he could manipulate it a couple of different ways and turn it into two different types of sliders, the sweeping slider, the back foot slider that guys love to snap off or one that has a little bit more depth to it. And for Pete Walker, he mentioned that they really liked the potential of the depth slider and thought that could be a difference maker. What did we see against the Tampa Bay Rays on Monday night? It was that depth slider. I mean, just kind of just rolling the tunneling action off of the fastball, but also with that tunnel, the depth that just missed tons of bats from the left side for the Tampa Bay Rays. That, to me, for a a rookie pitcher, less than 20 starts in his major league career, to have that kind of development on a single pitch, knowing that in the past, yeah, he can tinker with it, but know how important that that would play at the major league level. That was really impressive. And, and Alec Manoa is just overall you know, <laughs> impressive to watch. We'll be right back with more spin rate. But first, check this out. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. To earlier today, uh, I guess after watching the start last night, Mike, Mike Petriello of uh, MLB.com, who does a lot of the, the StatCast uh, uh, content as well as doing the, the the StatCast broadcast, and he's been on this show a few times, he shared a, a graph that showed the the increase in that depth, the increase in, in the in the vertical drop in, in, in Manoa's slider. And it was really stark. And, it, and it, I felt a little bit vindicated because watching some of the early kind of grainy uh, Zabruder style film from from the minor leagues, where I my I was taken by how uh, f- that sweeping kind of flatter style of slider that he threw, uh, and I was I don't know worried. I, I remarked that I wondered how that would play at the big leagues, and it's but to to see him to your point, be able to make those adjustments and be like, yeah, this is maybe isn't going to be able to work up here, but to be able to just flip a switch and throw that that slider that gets onto the back foot that really has that that vertical drop in it is uh it's really impressive it's it's uh he's the kind of guy that that as you said i, I don't think anyone would ever s- suggest that he's a shrinking violet but i mean i mean the, the things that you see on the broadcast too uh, i'd love to know what you think about his uh, again his makeup is so unique you don't see pitchers up on the top step like that you know kind of chopping it up and and having fun you know during the game when they're pitching he's really a uh He's really a, a a man unto himself, which is uh, to his eternal credit, I think. It's incredible the energy that it, he expands in a given day uh, with his teammates in the dugout. And even when he is being taxed to the max on the mound, he wants people communicating with him. He feels like if he's not being talked to or, or razzed by his teammates, that he's done something wrong. And maybe he's not performing at a level that he feels he needs to be performing at for his teammates. He told us that in the dugout earlier today. That, to me, uh, one, speaks to the comfortability that a young player can have within the confines of a major league clubhouse, which sometimes it's tough for rookies, right? But that's not the case with this Blue Jays bunch. I mean, what you see in the dugout, and I'm not just talking about Alec, uh, what you see with all the Blue Jays, this is real. This is authentic. This is how they have acted uh, (laughs) in Dunedin, in Buffalo, and in Toronto. And in some of these transitions, you know, Guys could get a little bit salty, but the Blue Jays just don't complain. You know what? They just want to play baseball. They want to have a good time. They want to win ball games. They want to support each other, and that's true. But now I'm not saying that they won't get on each other's ass either because we've definitely seen that, and we know mm-hmm. that that has happened uh, from some of the silent leaders and maybe more of the vocal guys. We know that that's happened as well, and some of the veterans will jump up when it's it's necessary. But there have been some young emerging leaders in the clubhouse uh, that have been out there, and, and Alex, one of those. You know, you lead by demonstrating – on the field. And when you can horse around and you can back it up with powerful pitching the way that he's done it, that is, that's the best combination that you can have. And right now, you know, Alec Manoa has it working. He's having fun. He's being productive and he's putting the Blue Jays in positions to win ball games. Uh, I, I wonder how many steps this guy takes in a given day, let alone a start, because man, I mean, he's everywhere. He's on every end of the dugout during starts. He's obviously walking around the mound. And he's matured a little bit, you know, with all this fun, with all of this, you know, success, we've also seen a guy that's been on the mound and matured, you know, very rarely 
in the back half of the season have we seen him, you know, step off the mound, rub the baseball, kind of stink eye his opponent, you know, that's in the batter's box, unless it's kind of necess- necessary. And we've seen that a couple of times. We, we saw it in New York, and we've seen it, um, you know, only a handful of times where guys are trying to disrupt his batter, and he's like, all right, big man, oh, I'm going to step off too, and we'll go toe-to-toe. Uh, I like that. I like the competitive nature. You know, like you said, you shouldn't shrink. You, sh- you sh- certainly should never wilt when you're on the bump out there uh, because a pitcher needs to be in command. And what we've seen early on is Alec is in command of everything that's going around. Uh, unprecedented uh, vibes from a pitcher for sure. Now I want to ask you about your experiences here this season as well, as you've moved, uh, you know, when the team came back to Toronto and, and into Buffalo, there you were in, in the radio booth calling the games again uh, after the, the simulcast had, uh, had kind of run through the early parts of the season. How has it been for you to kind of uh, make that change in the middle of the season and, and, and get, gain that, that new old perspective from being back up into, in the booth calling the games this time by yourself? Yeah, you know what? I mean, a number of challenging aspects to this season, personally and professionally, right? Um, with the decision the network made at the very beginning, it was really difficult for me not to take it personally because I thought it was, you know, a, a decision made upon the personnel and the broadcast challenge that I had been told, even in late fall, you know, where they were going to bring in a former player. We did, went through a number of auditions. And unfortunately, that just didn't pan out. And then right on the cusp of going into spring training, it felt like the rug got ripped right out from underneath me. And as, as hard as I tried not to take it personally, you do, right? Because you're so invested in this. Uh, I loved the challenge of being part of the TV crew when Pat and, and Buck were calling games in Dunedin. And I was, you know, stomping the sidelines a little bit and trying to add to the broadcast. Very fortunate, you know, to be brought in from that level and that different angle, right? For a radio guy to just kind of move into the TV, uh, you know, off the cusp. And that was great. I really enjoyed it. And that aspect of it, but this is the place that I was born to be. And thankfully, when the Blue Jays got clearance to come over the border, they brought radio back in its traditional sense. And being in the booth solo, honestly, isn't that intimidating. And I, I, I've done hundreds of these games in the minor leagues with mm-hmm. Buffalo or Lakewood. So doing a solo broadcast certainly is something that I've done before, not at this level. And with all the resources, and I'll, I'll be very honest, uh, the players and the coaches want me to succeed in this. And they understand, you know, the challenge of doing a, a radio broadcast, uh, a baseball broadcast all by yourself. So uh, I'm fortunate to have people in the background that want me to succeed at this. And I'm fortunate for the access and, you know, the, the, the awareness, the awareness overall from a number of people in the front office and obviously in the clubhouse you know, to make this successful. Um, I love it. And, and let me tell you, it's way better than what it was in June and most of July, watching the Blue Jays play at my couch in Dunedin, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I am much, I am much more suited to be in the ballpark. Uh, I love the, the pace of a baseball season in long days, fast months, and, you know, going from zero to a hundred. Uh, I, um, I welcome that opportunity and I'm just having a ball with this broadcast and, and honestly, the Blue Jays make it very, very easy to, to hit the on-air button every night because you never know what this offense is going to do. And with this pitching staff, I just settle in and look forward to a great night of baseball. 
So we have a few, uh, what, I guess 18, 17 more great nights of baseball to look forward to in the regular season. What do you think? Now, uh, the Blue Jays have played so well and put themselves into an, a very enviable position in terms of uh, as it relates to the playoffs, but there's no sure things uh, given, the, given the, the tight race at the top of the wild card. What do you expect to see over the next uh, 17 days? And will we perhaps hear you calling some playoff games on the radio as well? Uh, I fully expect to call playoff baseball for the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't know where it'll be called from, but I fully expect that the Blue Jays are going to be in the postseason. And I, I still think that this offense is not going to slow down. I think the way that they have made a couple of adjustments and the emergence of Lourdes Goriel Jr. and Danny Jansen is swinging the bat much better with his adjustments. The bottom of the lineup for me is going to be the key for the Blue Jays' overall offensive success. When anybody in the bottom half of the lineup, can flip that card and put pressure on the opponent. We see big, big-time production from the Blue Jays. Not just, you know, two or three runs added here. I mean, most nights we see big-time production from the Blue Jays when somebody is on from the bottom half, bottom third of the order for the top coming around. And, and that's really, really encouraging. You know, and now if the Blue Jays can just stay healthy with their pitching staff, finally the water has started to level with the bullpen. And... You know, Tim Meza with Jordan Romano, um, I, you know, I think that the Blue Jays, one, with the way that their schedule looks, can get to that 90-91 win mark. I really do. I think, you know, the run should be better than 10-7 and seven to close it out and position themselves very well for not only to get the wild card, but control the wild card. And with that, an opportunity to host. And that's the vibe I've gotten in the last couple of days. Yeah. Winning 15, 13 out of 15, 15 out of 17 in this current run, that's really important. But also, there's some a bigger prize here, and that's to position themselves for as many games at Rogers Center uh, that this team has been lacking. Now, the, the, I guess the, I, I don't want to take too much of your time here uh, at the end of the day, but I, do, I, wonder, I wonder about... Um, <laughs> What, how they might fare in the playoffs is, is it, without, I'm not asking you to open, get the crystal ball out, but there was a, there was a time or even not even that long ago where, or I would have, I've said things along the lines of the, there are some maybe design flaws in the Blue Jays lineup, but I feel like into August, they really made some smart additions and have kind of given themselves a bit of a different dimension, both in the bullpen, but also in the lineup, you know, Jake Lamb and and uh, and even Gerard Dyson and Corey Dickerson, like they're not game changers. But I re- I think that they really give the Blue Jays a different a different dimension and make them that a little bit tougher to face, a little bit tougher to pitch against. Um, where sometimes when the offense isn't firing all cylinders, there are some guys that can that you can get out and they can help you get themselves out. Do you think that this this team with the constant tinkering that's been made and the additions and as guys have gotten healthy, that this is the kind of team that can, as you said, not only play some baseball games but make in, in October, but really make some noise um, against the best teams in the American League? Well, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, the lineup is longer. And with Gerard Dyson, you know, being an option to run the bases, be an outfield option, it helps in a number of different ways. It puts more pressure on a pitcher when you've got the speed of Gerard Dyson. He's a good outfielder. And late in ball games, when you cannot afford to have a blip, one step, you know, can cost essentially you a series, let alone a ball game in the postseason, you know, the little things loom very, very large. And also the Corey Dickerson and Jake Lamb essentially moving into a platoon role. They allow the Blue Jays to have 
more professional, deeper at bats, and less empty at bats. And that's the thing. Over the last couple of years, there have just been empty at bats. You know, guys that just don't go up and challenge an opponent. At least now the Blue Jays have options uh, and deeper options on the bench at the same time. And that's going to be that's going to be important for Toronto moving forward. And when it comes to making the noise, you know what? Um, they certainly can get past the wild card. There's no doubt about that. I, I fully believe that a wild card game is actually the best case scenario <laughs> for the Blue Jays mm. because um, they love competition. They love big moments. We've seen them thrive in it. Now, in the longer scenario, you have to have complete teams. You know, and there are there are some setbacks with the Blue Jays, right? They don't have enough pop in the lineup, uh, even though they have certainly flexed that with George Springer coming back. Marcus Simeon's obviously having a big year. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Bo's hitting for a lot of power now. Okay, Oscar Hernandez with the average, with the drive of his swing. Um, but it's the little things to me that are going to make the bigger difference. And right now, there are teams that they'll have to compete against that run the bases better, play better defense, both on the diamond, uh, in the outfield, and behind the plate. And, you know, those things, those, those things are still where the Blue Jays kind of have to take that next step to be a better ball club. And to be a better ball club, you've got to win five and seven game series. And I, I think that'll be the biggest obstacle for the Blue Jays in the longer series. More spin rate coming up right after these words from our sponsors. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is me mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. It's an exciting time, if nothing else. The Blue Jays might not be have the polish. I, I guess maybe is is another way of saying it. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but uh, but but they certainly are exciting, and they 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 are such an aggressive bunch that it really makes for uh, for a great team to watch. If you are obviously a Blue Jays fan, who and you know, doesn't and you know what? Think, sorry, hmm. to, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, no, to no. Cut you off there, but I was just saying, you know what? And, and look where this kind of transition has been since 2016. This Blue Jay team, the franchise, didn't have to endure consecutive or multiple 100 loss seasons. You know, this this excitement kind of happened fast. And mm-hmm. the acquisition of free agents and also trade acquisitions, um, this ball club 
you know, kind of force the front office and force the landscape to change around them because of the success and the promise that as young players, even though most of them are going through their first 162 together and they have had some bumps, you know, they've had some blips along the way. Uh, but overall, you know, this is a, this is a very, very productive franchise overall. I mean, that's the bottom line. They're winning more games than anybody expected them to do within this, this window of 2020 to 2023 slash, um, you know, 2024, depending on the, you know, the architect that you talk to in the front office, uh, the Blue Jays are right here and it's right here for the taking and, and credit to the guys in the clubhouse. They have raised the expectations within their own walls. And right. And rightly so. And, and I think, you know, I've been doing this for a long enough time um, that the Blue Jays have only lost 90 games once in the time that I've been doing it. And, and the idea of, of covering a team like the Orioles or, or, well, or the Orioles, where you're subjected to 95, 100 loss seasons year after year, I couldn't do it uh, as a fan or someone who is somewhere sits in the middle between fan and someone who's there at the ballpark every single day. So I, selfishly, am very thankful <laughs> of the Blue yeah. Jays' ability to get this thing back turned around. And, uh, you know, m- most teams aren't as fortunate as the Blue Jays, fortunate or, 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 or smart enough, or however you want to describe it, to build on a, uh, on a foundation of, you know, Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as well, um, you know, with the, with the Teoscar Hernandez and stuff. They're, you know, Blue, this is a, I keep saying this, that, that, when you're in our business and, and my business in particular, it's all always about looking ahead and we're talking about transactions and signings and whatever else to come. But this is a really great time to appreciate the team that's on the field right now because it's really a lot of fun as well as knowing that the, the future is secure. I think it, it's a pretty good time to be a Blue Jays fan. Oh, hands down. I mean, right now is the time to get on board. And the good news is with the farm system as well. And, you know, I, I try to keep uh, at least a good look on the periphery of, of what's coming, there are more talented pitchers. There are a handful of top prospects. So the depth and the waves that you need to succeed are also uh, kind of lined up, you know, so it shouldn't be, you know, feast and then absolute famine where, where the Blue Jays are positioning themselves for, for a long run. And that's all by design. And thankfully this drought of either postseason play or, you know, these really difficult seasons to watch aren't going to be one that tough to go through. Ask Kansas City, ask Baltimore, ask Houston before their recent success, what they had Mm -hmm. to go through as a franchise. You know, the Blue Jays so far are light years ahead of where other franchises had had to be positioned. There's no better time to, to get on board, as Ben Wagner says, and there's no better way to get on board than baseball on the radio the way it's meant to be. Ben, thank you so much for taking the time everyone of course if you are listening to on the radio wherever you are in canada or if you are using the mlb.tv uh, app dial ben up check out the game through the radio's radio broadcaster's ears i don't know where else can the people find your work ben <laughs> or like on twitter for example <laughs> uh yeah well the handles are benwag247 benwag247 and um i mean we're thankful that our radio network covers the entire country you know, and now with the advancement of technology, you can get it through the app on the MLB.tv or the MLB app itself. Um, and I am elated to be there for Blue Jay fans. Trust me, there was no bigger gap just for me personally than the time that I had to kind of sit on the sidelines because I'm a passionate radio broadcast lover. Uh, I love the craft of any sport on radio, let alone baseball. And I think it's the perfect sport for baseball. And trust me, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm down there on the field working my ass off for, for all you Blue Jay fans trying to craft uh, some unique perspective and bring it to you and and let the let the brushes work on the canvas once the first pitch gets started. Well, we appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you, again, taking the time to join us on this week's edition of Spin Rate. Ben Wagner, thank you so much. Thanks, Drew. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.